We've got breaking news about security preparations getting underway for a possible Trump indictment in New York in the coming days. I want to bring in NBC's Laura Jarrett and NBC's Vaughn Hilliard, who is outside of Mar-a-Lago. What do we know about these security preparations, Laura? Chris, for quite some time, we've known that this investigation into the former president has reached an advanced stage. We've known that for days because, of course, his attorneys were notified that they would have the opportunity to bring their client in if they chose to do so. They're not do, choosing, to do, choosing to do so in this case, but we can now report multiple law enforcement agencies, both at the state, local, federal level, uh, are having discussions about potential security precautions in the event that there was to be an indi indictment of the former president. Now, we are not saying that charges have been filed. We are not uh, opining on what those charges might be. But the fact that the law enforcement officials at this high of a level are having such discussions shows you uh, that this has reached a, a significant milestone in the case. And the timing here is important. It is our reporting based off of five senior uh, officials that this could happen as soon as next week. So I don't want to ask you about this specific case. I don't want to go into any sourcing. But in a case like this, where they know it's high profile, when they know it will be security concerns, is there generally an open line of communication between police, between other law enforcement agencies, and any DA, anybody who might be the prosecutor? In the, typical, in the typical case, and we should mention this is not the typical case, but in the typical case, absolutely, there's an open line of communication. Of course, the DA's office relies on law enforcement every day in order to do its job, in order to execute search warrants. They have an open line of communication. Of course, in this case, it's different because we're talking about the former president of the United States. Um, and again, I want to caution, we are not saying that he's been charged with anything, um, but of course, he has Secret Service protection. And so in the event that he was charged, it opens up a whole query of issues about how we might handle that. And so that is the reason that you see these preliminary discussions happening at this point. Let's remind folks, because there are at least four major cases that are ongoing, what's involved here in the New York case. The New York case, as we believe it to be, and again, yes. we haven't seen anything, but we believe it to center on these hush money payments that were made uh, before the 2016 election to Stormy Daniels that were made by Michael Cohen, Trump's former attorney, former fixer, made to Stormy Daniels. And the question is whether those payments were accounted for correctly. Were they false business records? And if they were, can the Manhattan District Attorney secure an indictment on those false business records? Now, in the typical case, something like that would be a misdemeanor. You're not facing jail time. If the district attorney can figure out a way to make that a felony, it's obviously a whole different ballgame. Um, but again, we don't yet know what exactly the charges would be. It's Friday, 17 March in the year of our Lord, 2023. It is uh, St. Patrick's Day, um, and I'm, we're going to give you a reason to drink and drink heavily tonight on the show. Uh, it is a complete, total meltdown of our national banking system. And as we said in the previous show, as we've said for months and months and months, don't let anybody spin you. Don't anybody lie to you. We are nationalizing the banking system every second of every day with the discount window at the Fed, which is just a way to shove free money into these banks because the banks are insolvent. The banks are insolvent. The banks are insolvent. Don't believe me? Look at, look at Silicon Valley Bank. It is obvious, and now we know the fact that it was insolvent as early as the third or fourth quarter of last year. No regulators on top of it. It's not a bank. It has a leverage ratio of 185 to 1. Forget the wokeness. The wokeness had nothing to do with why that bank imploded. The wokeness had a lot to do about how the bank got saved or the depositors got saved and the big venture capitalists got saved. The wokeness is all on the margin. Yes, I hate wokeness more than anybody. And corporate wokeness makes me sick to my stomach. And were they incompetent? Yes. It was Biden's policies that blew that bank up and it's blowing the other banks up. Uh, uh, First Republic, the, the buyers walked away today. In Switzerland, they're jamming together UBS and Credit Suisse, two of the oldest, biggest banks in the world. Remember, they're supposed to be the platinum banking system in the world, Switzerland. The National Bank of Switzerland, they're essentially the Federal Reserve are jamming this all together. We're going to get that. We got Marjorie Taylor Greene. But in the middle of all that, with the world on fire, she heading to Moscow to, to meet with his new partner, Putin, uh, with uh, the war in Ukraine spinning more and more out of control, the southern border out of control, the invasion going on daily that now it's a tinderbox as a federal judge throws out everything to buy all the scams Biden's been doing and the folks down there as we've had Ben Burkwam right on a razor's edge about wanting to get in the United States because I said Joe Biden told him to come here. 
with all of that going on, with all that going on, and President Trump's polling every day, getting better and better and better and better, as Rasmussen showed you, we had the guys on the other day, because he's putting out policy statements every day. And people can see and compare and contrast the neoliberal neocons that are running against him in the primary versus his America first MAGA policies and the difference in the illegitimate regime of Joe Biden, which is burning the country to the ground. In the middle of all that, we have an out of control prosecutor in a DA New York in a city, the greatest city in America that is descended into anarchy and chaos of crime. He is going to indict Trump next week. I want to bring in Marjorie Taylor Greene, Congressman from Georgia. Congressman Greene, I'd like your, I got you on here for other things because you're fighting on so many fronts, but I just want to get your, uh, your uh, observations on in a world gone mad, right? And in, in the burning down of the financial system of the United States, the border of the United States, our sovereignty, that a New York prosecutor for some misdemeanor is going to try to indict Donald J. Trump. Your thoughts, ma'am? Well, I think we need to recognize this for exactly what it is, Steve. And I'm so thankful that your show is called War Room because you're one of the few people that recognize what we're dealing with. And it is a war. It's a political war. Um, and that is what they've waged against President Trump, his administration, his staff, his supporters, and anyone that aligns himself with MAGA. And what this DA, this Manhattan DA is talking about doing he is serving his master, who is George Soros and the Democrat Party and the globalist elites that do not care about America. They don't care about Americans anymore. They see Trump as their number one enemy, and MAGA is the force that they have to take out. And that is why this DA is considering indicting President Trump. And if he, if he does so, there's going to be a big difference uh, for a lot of people. And if they think this is going to turn people away from supporting President Trump, I'm going to warn them right now, that is going to be exactly the opposite that is what that is going to happen. Because we know President Trump is innocent. People are not stupid. America does not trust Washington. And you had Rasmussen on here telling you the poll numbers to prove it. I've been telling them this for over two years. Real America does not believe or trust Washington, D.C. As a matter of fact, Real America sees Washington, D.C. as the enemy. And if they indict President Trump on fake charges to go after him to try to stop the, the movement that they cannot stop, he is going to win 2024 in a landslide victory. And then we'll put him in the White House and he will finish what he started. We will gut the government of all the traitors that are serving the globalists in America last. I want to. I want to. If 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 Memphis has this and they put it up, uh, I'm I'm going to read it because it was quite powerful. It came out during our morning show, and this is why I reached out to you right away. One show, and I want to read this in its totality. This is from a Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene. So, tweet: I've made up my mind. I will not vote for a budget that funds the two-tier justice system in America. The Democrat-controlled DOJ and FBI top brass are political and have weaponized their power against the right to per to persecute everyone with conservative values and aligned with Trump, but refuses to prosecute the left for their crimes. The Republican-controlled budget must defund the two-tiered justice system and rein in the politically weaponized DOJ and FBI, or I will not vote for it. What do you mean here, ma'am, in a two-tiered justice system? What, what are you, you're, you're making some pretty big allegations here. What, what do you mean about that? What, what do you mean? Yeah, and I've, I've been thinking long and hard about that, Steve, and it just came to a place for me where this is the only power that Republicans have in the House right now. As a matter of fact, this is the real power that exists for Republicans in the entire country, period. It's the House, it, it's the House of Representatives, and it's the purse. We have the power of the purse, and it's the budget and appropriations is where we can truly make changes. And for me, I was just analyzing all of this. I mean, I, I wrote down a little list before we started. They're about to indict President Trump based on lies. They, this, this Douglas Mackey case is, is something that should terrify everyone. The Department of Justice going after a man for posting a meme on the internet. They've already arrested and are persecuting uh, approximately 1,000 January 6th defendants, but the Department of Justice is not done. They're going to arrest over 1,000 more. They're still coming. And let me tell you something. It is very difficult on them. There is a strain on the Department of Justice and their resources, but they don't care. 
they're going to keep going and they've already said they're going after over 1,000 more and people are being arrested almost daily. We have the judges are completely out of control and have politicized their courtrooms against MAGA and, and are, are completely uh, persecuting these January, uh, January 6th defendants, violating their constitutional rights and their human rights. We have Jack Smith with the grand jury who, who is supposedly investigating Trump's classified documents. But guess what? He's really going after Save America PAC. That's what he's doing. They are subpoenaing people and they want all their emails and text messages and they ask them tons of questions about the Save America PAC. What is that? That is funding for President Trump's presidential campaign. So we know what Jack Smith's grand jury is all about. What else do we have? We have the FBI going after parents at school boards, pro-life protesters. And then now they, I just heard today, they went after a man because he tweeted against Pfizer, his own freedom of speech to say what he wants to say about the COVID-19 vaccines. And the list goes on and on and on. We have to, in our conference, Steve, and this is so serious, we have got to wake up to the fact and get everyone on board that yeah, last Congress, guess what? They created a committee called the January 6th committee and they came after all of us for that. And then this Congress, they are continuing down the same weaponized political department of justice and two-tier justice system that, is, that is, has nothing to do with real justice. It's not about right and wrong. It is completely set up to destroy MAGA. And the only way that we can dismantle it and set the course right again for America and get America back to what it should be and make it better than ever before is we have got to defund these evil people and what they're doing. And the only way to do it is with the budget and appropriations. And we have the power to do that in the House. Republicans just have to get the courage to do it. And so it, for me, I had to make this statement and I made it, I made it strong. I made it today, I made it publicly. I will not vote for a Republican budget that continues to fund the destruction of America and the two-tier justice system, the persecution of Trump supporters, conservatives, pro-lifers, parents that are trying to protect their children, President Trump, his administration, his supporters, and all of us. Because if we don't stop it right now, then we don't know where this thing will go. And it's already gone on too far too long and it needs to end and that's how we can stop it is in the budget and appropriations you, you guys have you know and you've been put on some some pretty important um committees i mean you were down in mccallan with, with your with your seat on dhs you're on the COVID. i mean you're kind of one of the heads of the COVID, the the, the hunt for COVID um sources are there other other people galvanizing around you on, on on this topic? I know Matt Gates and other people talk about it, but does the rest of the conference? We understand you've got this. Um, you've got a conference offsite, I think, in Orlando this weekend. Are other Republicans say, that bill of indictment is not only powerful; it's pretty straightforward. I mean, this information's out there. You're not, you, you know, this is not hide the football or some you know conspiracy where I've you know I think this is happening. These are all things that are moving through. The, the court system right now yeah. are other Republicans on board because the Republicans can stop it. They can stop the whole thing right now. Are other of your colleagues with you? Well, I just started this today. I just made it public today and I've been making phone calls and I can tell you, I may not have a lot right now, but I will build that coalition. And I don't think it will be that difficult, but it's, it's something we all know that our conference is different than the Republican um, conferences of the past. Like I said, last Congress, we witnessed something, many Republican members witnessed something they had never been through. They actually got persecuted by Democrats for objecting to Joe Biden's electoral college votes. That even happened to Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, our current Speaker of the House. He was, he was persecuted. The January 6th committee made him like the number one target in the House. They were going after him because he was the leader of the Republican conference. But here's the deal. I don't think it's going to be that hard because my case is not difficult to make. This same Department of Justice refused to prosecute Antifa BLM rioters that caused over $2 billion in damage in 2020. But yet here they are still going to arrest a thousand more people for January 6, 2021. That was, that was, think about that. That was literally over two years ago, but they're ignoring the Antifa BLM riots. 
they're ignoring Hunter Biden's laptop. But we're not, we're not on oversight committee. We're subpoenaing bank records and credit card statements. And we're finding wire transfers of money from China. But the Department of Justice is doing nothing about it. Where's the special grand jury for Joe Biden's classified documents that were littered all over the place? There's not anything for him. You see, the two-tier justice system cannot continue because that, between that weaponization of the federal government and George Soros funding, and he's been doing this for decades, all these groups that he set up, all of these campaigns and elections that he has supported, you know what? He's accomplishing his goal. And the Republicans in the House, we have the opportunity to, def to defund the weaponization of the federal government. I'm not talking about the entire Department of Justice. I'm not talking about the entire FBI. I'm talking about taking a scalpel and surgically removing the traitors that we have inside the federal government that use their powerful, position, their powerful positions that no one elected them for, but they are persecuting Americans politically while receiving a taxpayer-funded paycheck. It has to stop, Steve, and we have to do it in our budget and appropriations. Okay, I'm just going to walk through a punch list. Uh, you just talked about the two-tier justice system. You've been out ahead of that from day one. Uh, Ukraine, and they're talking about, oh, DeSantis has done this. You've talked about this from the beginning. We talked about it from the very first day of the war. You were the very first person to come to the microphone and said, hey, we got to cut the funding off here, or we got to get we got to get audits, which they're going to refuse to do. Uh, the invasion on the southern border, you have been the tip of the spear of that. The COVID Wuhan lab and the vaccine, you've been the tip of the spear on that. Uh, the uh, debt ceiling, uh, the the debt ceiling, not one more penny and, and, and yeah. cutting spending. The Republican base, I can tell you from this show and I can tell you from all the activists that call that we're working with them on projects and, and have huge followings. The country in the MAGA base, they're already they're in your column 100 percent. They're not even a question. Not even a question. Why are we sitting there having to plead with the Republican House? The Republican House has all the power. On every one of these issues right there, the country's already in the position, which you, you've been saying, mm -hmm. why are we having some debating society? This is not up. For, there's, these, these issues are not even up for debate anymore. And the last one I'll throw in here, the banking system is melting down. They're nationalizing the banking system. It's going on before our eyes with Biden and Yellen and the Federal Reserve. And there's not a peep, peep out of the Republicans. They're just sitting there. And the people are smart enough to know this. So the question is, what do we have to do to plead with the representatives in the House of Representatives just to stand your ground and have the back of your constituents? And you know this. You go home. Your yeah. folks, I know what your folks are telling you. <laughs> you go out there, you go out the country. You're in Idaho. You're everywhere. They're saying the yeah. exact same thing. This is something we're united on. We're united on these policies. When are we going to have action? And I mean smash mouth. I admire the Democrats in one thing. They're on this weaponization of government, and they do, they send it for the deposition. They leak them. They cherry pick it and leak it the next day and try to totally change the narrative. They play smash mouth, and we play let's go toast the marshmallows and send a very stern letter over to the Justice Department, ma'am. They're also good at very good at scaring Republicans into obedience, and that's what needs to stop, Steve. You see, it's the same playbook over and over again. They, they try to tear everybody, terrify uh, you know, our conference and terrify us about things that are happening, but they can't do that. And that's what we need to stop allowing them to do. Here's another thing I wanna point out. We have to tear apart and break the unholy union between the corporations and the federal government. And it is an unholy union, Steve. It needs to be broken apart. And then what we have to do is we have to cut regulations. We have to make, make it competition fair for the small businesses and the little guys, because that is how we unleash the economic power in America, is we have to take that grip of power away from those big corporations. And here's why I bring them up, because they donate and fund everybody in Washington. They donate and fund everybody. And what needs to happen in Congress is people need to realize you don't have to rely on those big checks from those big corporations anymore. Those lobbyists and those, but let those me, very rich people. But let me tell you what's about to happen. Okay, so Langford asked asked uh, Yellen yesterday about the all the banks in Oklahoma. By opening the discount window to the biggest banks, the credit restrictions on small and community banks, the bank that would lend in your community to the entrepreneur, 
ain't going to have any money to lend here very shortly. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to go through the entrepreneur and the small business class like a Sith through grass. Okay. Just cut it. This is what they, but this, I'm not saying he's a conspiracy plan. They're pure incompetence and saving the big guys, saving the big mm-hmm. guys with the lobbyists are going to lead to the smaller banks, the banks that lend to the, the coffee shop in the end of the corner, the banks that lend to the local hardware store, the yeah. banks that lend to the local real estate developer and to the farmers. They're all going to get crushed. They're not they're, The credit contraction is going to be massive and it's going to hit the entrepreneur. The people are about to get screwed here because we're nationalizing the banks. The deplorables are paying for it, either through bank fees or taxes mm-hmm. or just devaluation of the currency. They That's are right. paying for it. The small business owner is going to pay for it. This is on thing. And people are sitting there going, and by the way, they understand it. What they need are champions beside yourself. You're out there. When do your colleagues come along? And with the mailed fist, we punch these people in the mouth. We have to just say it. It it happens like this. It happens when someone like me says, I can't vote for the Republican budget unless we defund things. That, that's what we have to do is we have to draw the line in the sand and we have to have these tough conversations in our conference and get everyone on board. We, we have a very difficult job to do in the House of Representatives is we have got to get, we have to have 218 people. And I'm going to tell you, Democrats aren't going to vote for the Republican budget. You think, you think Hakeem Jeffries is the guy in charge over there in the Democrat party? Uh-uh. It's Nancy Pelosi. She's still the one calling the shots and pulling the strings. She just let him be the leader over there for a little while. But they aren't going to change. What we have to do, Steve, is we have to be brave enough to actually do it. And that requires having tough conversations, battling it out in our conference, and saying this is, this is where we are, everybody, facing up to reality. And I agree with you about the banks. It is a major problem. And, and I'll take it a step further. They want digital currency. And when that happens, Steve, when they get digital currency in place, Guess what? They can turn your money off like that with a switch. And then you talk about freedom being taken away. That is when freedom dies in America is when they can take your money and turn off your spending power just with a snap of a finger, a click of a button. And that's it. And that's what they want to do. You talk about power and control. That's when we're that's when it's over. Uh, you have a big conference this weekend, we know, down in Orlando. Can you walk us through that? And then people want to know how to follow you because I understand this fight's going to go to Orlando and then come back up to Capitol Hill next week because the country's on fire right now. I mean, the the financial system has been the underpinning of so much American prosperity is collapsing before our eyes. The situation mm-hmm. in Ukraine that is, is, is getting is spinning more and more out of control. The southern border, you were there. You saw the shocking, and by the way, right on the northern Mexico border is like a powder keg right now, because those people say Biden is hundreds of thousands. They're saying Biden told us we could come up here, and now the app doesn't work, right? So we're sitting on a powder keg, and on top of this, they're going to indict Trump. So how can people find out more about you, and, and particularly what's your strategy in this conference this weekend? Well, it's not going to just be in the conference this weekend. It's going to happen in Washington, and it's going to take a lot of conversations. But that's fine. That's what I'm good at. I'm, I'm a business owner. I'm used to talking to people. I'm used to negotiating. And that's exactly what we have to do. But I'm going to tell you, I've, I'm not at all, um, I don't have a bad feeling about this. I really have a lot of confidence in our, in our Republican conference. Not everyone, but I think a lot of people will come around because they have to see the writing on the wall. The best thing I heard on your show today was that breakdown in the polling from Rasmussen because that everything that he said is exactly what I've been saying for over two years while I've been in Congress. The party, the Republican Party of Mitch McConnell has died. The Republican Party of the neocons and the Lindsey Grahams and the never-ending never wars in foreign lands over foreign borders is dead because our voters do not support that anymore. And that breakdown of that poll showing that we are the party of President Trump, that MAGA and America First policies are the policies of the future for the Republican voter and the Republican Party are, is the truth that they need to hear. But let me tell you something, Steve. It's not just Republican voters. It's also independents and Democrats are coming around because Joe Biden is no leader. Joe Biden is a bubbling idiot of an old man and his days are gone he has no clue he shuts down the keystone pipeline and then reopens oil drilling in alaska 
he doesn't know what his policies are anymore. He only knows that the paper they put in front of him. You know who the Democrat Party is? The Democrat Party is the party of Dr. Rachel Levine that wants to turn every single kid trans and wants to make that normal in America. And Americans are fed up with it. They are, this, the Democrat Party is the party that wants to bail out the elite's banking system but ignores the poor people in East Palestine while their land is so toxic and their water is so toxic that it's very likely they'll all have cancer. And guess what? Janet Yellen of the Treasury, you want to know what the Treasury is? You know, want to know what the Federal Reserve is? It's the bank for Ukraine because Janet Yellen went over there to Ukraine. But she hasn't gone anywhere in America. She's not concerned about America. She's more interested in making sure that those checks keep rolling over there to fund a war in Ukraine that is a complete lie. And the only thing that we should be doing is calling for peace over there in Ukraine while we, while we turn our attention to our border and put all of our firepower on the cartels who are murdering Americans. Congressman MTG, how can people get to you on social media and follow you on your PAC? I'm, I'm on every single social media. I'm on Getter. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Truth Social. MTGforamerica.com is my website, and I really appreciate everyone. Thank you, Steve. Uh, thank you, Congressman Green, uh, for coming on. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. we got Adam Smith. The Hope for Fuel conference is going to be tomorrow. If you're, hey, if you're feeling like I go get a drink on St. Patty's Day and don't make it a beer, make it a whiskey. Tomorrow, you're going to get some hope. You're going to get some uptick. Got Royce White. We had him on earlier. He's going to be one of the speakers. Adam Smith's going to join us. We got the one and only Richard Barris, who's going to look through this Rasmussen poll out in Arizona and break it down for us. Uh, and of course, I tell you what, we've got a uh, we've got Ed Dowd. Ed Dowd called shot on Ed Dowd in this economy. Ed's going to walk us through the numbers. Stick around. Last half hour as we go into the weekend in the world. Starting the new year, how will you prepare yourself, friends, and family? In the news, you're seeing constant government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflicts, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why over the last year, I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store to help you stay prepared and assure your vital communications stay prior They're one of America's largest satellite companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, Satellite Phone Store has a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon. Get a bivy stick or an Imarsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Remember, that's you get a bivy stick or a Marsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Now, Satellite Phone Store's customer support team is located in the United States of America and can help you pick the best plan for you. Go to sat.com right now. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Sat123.com slash Bannon. And get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That is sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon. Get it today. Take action, action, action. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. 
That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, tomorrow's show, we're going to take my CPAC speech, the beginning of it, where I talk about the two converging crises, the geopolitical and military crisis on the Eurasian landmass, uh, as epitomized by Xi going to Moscow on uh, a Monday to meet with his junior partner, uh, Putin, the KGB-CCP merger. Uh, and, we can, and we also talk about the convergence of the financial crisis that's upon us. And once those two converge, they will conflate. Things will spin out of control, and the United States will have very little opportunity to actually control things. To, uh, and so uh, make sure you're there. It's going to be really, really incredible. It's one of the specials, and I'm going to be breaking news live as we go on, but we've put together some incredible, incredible people tomorrow. I want to report before we get to our next guest. Uh, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Economists, this is the Wall Street Journal, not Gateway Pundit or Breitbart. Economists are now estimating that 186 banks may be prone to the same risk as Silicon Valley Bank. This number is likely even higher as the pressures that regional banks are facing are ramping up. The government has put itself in a spot where they must backstop all banks for now. What they did for Silicon Valley Bank must be done for everyone until panic subsides. Costly is an understatement. That's being reported tonight uh, in the Wall Street Journal. I just read from the Kobayashi a letter on Twitter. Uh, as we've said, they're trying to nationalize the banking system as they're going by uh, funneling uh, cash to keep these banks solvent here over the weekend. Uh, but this gonna, you're going to have one disaster after the next as it gets worse. Look, you got two options right now. You can drink heavily on St. Patty's Day or you can go to the Hope is Fuel conference. We had Royce on the last hour. Royce has got Alex Jones on tonight. And of course, he's one of the first guys to really identify the Fed as one of the big problems here. He's also a speaker tomorrow. It's an all-day event. I want to bring in Adam Smith. Adam, you're, you're speaking to Mark. You're the attachments specialist. What, what does that mean? I, I mean, I have, a, I have a lot of attachments, but I'm not sure my definition is the same as yours. What, what are you speaking on tomorrow? I get that question all the time. Attachment is the way that we learn as kids to connect to other human beings. If other people are to be trusted and if we deserve to be loved. A lot of us as kids, actually the research shows 65% of Americans have this wrong. Most of us did not learn that we can trust other human beings and we didn't learn that we deserve to be loved. It's one or the other and it's broken. As everything's melting down at the top, Everyday Americans are living with total hopelessness right now. And when you can't connect to other human beings, you can't trust them. So marriages fall apart. People are hopeless, right? The suicide epidemic is getting out of control. The drug epidemic is getting out of control. Fatherlessness is getting out of control. All these massive problems are blowing up from the last several generations of people never learning in childhood that they can trust other people and trust themselves. So I'm the attachment specialist. I come in and I help people fix that as adults, fix those childhood beliefs and decisions they made that they don't even remember. Now they can fix them as adults. So people who are crippled with overwhelming insecurity and fear every single day, that can be fixed. How do people, you're going to, you're going to talk, what time, do you know what time you're going to talk tomorrow? By the way, if you go and just see the regular talks, it's totally free. You got to go to Hope is Fuel. What, uh, what uh, the guys have done there is absolutely incredible. They've had these conferences before. But you can go there and, and go for free and watch. Now, if you want, there's a VIP. You can pay 90 bucks and get questions and answers. But this is not going to cost you anything if you want to get the, the, just the basic talks. What time is your talk going to take place tomorrow? Tomorrow, I'm going to be on at 3.30 p.m. Central. You can check me out there. I'm also going to have a live Q&A session after that. You can also look me up on adamlanesmith.com on my website. But I'm going to be teaching people exactly the steps necessary to fix your attachment is as an adult. So if you didn't get that love as a kid, we can show you how to get that love as an adult. You can restore that hope and all those things that are hounding you. You feel so alone. You can get better now. And Adam, uh, you've got a program that people can get into. I mean, it's not just a little talk. You've got other, you got website and content, and then people can get even more engaged with you if they're so, if this is something of interest to them. Oh, yeah. So I've got 15 years of training experience. I was a licensed marriage and family therapist for years. I worked with death penalty inmates. I worked with big executives at big corporations. I worked with everyday Americans. You can get all of this information on my website, adamleysmith.com. I've got my attachment boot camp video course on there that shows you the 10-step method, exactly how to fix this. It's, it's something anybody can do to pick it up and kill their insecurity and repair their relationship so you don't feel alone anymore. 
fantastic. I tell you, we're going to be watching tomorrow. We're a big uh, sponsor of this conference because you've got so many great speakers. So look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Adam, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Thank you. When everybody go to, they got, like Adam Lane Smith, they got tons of these people that give you practical steps. So make sure you go tomorrow. It's got a graph from Bishop Strickland to Royce White, everything in between. Patrick Coffin has just done an incredible job. So make sure you go to the uh, to the site right now. Hope is fuel. It's totally free if you just want to sit for the talks. If you want to get into the Q&As and others, I think it's 90 bucks. You can sign up. So make sure you go check it out. You do not want to miss this, particularly this weekend. Um. Let's, I'm going to bring in my, the People's Pundit. The People's Pundit is going to join us right now. Brother, you looked at the Arizona poll, but you got give me your sense of where we are as, as a country right now. You, you, you're, you're the People's Pundit for a reason. You keep, yeah. your, you keep your, your hand right on the pulse. You're interacting with people every day. I want to get to this Arizona poll. But tell me, you know, we just had Adam Lane Smith saying there's an overall level of hopelessness in the country at the, at the deck plate level. Do you agree with that? You know, you know, I do. I was listening to him uh, really with, inten- you know, intently because what he was saying was making a lot of sense to me. Uh, people are afraid they they do feel hopeless. I think that's why Trump is surging right now. I do. I think Trump has, if he, if Steve, if he just sticks to, I told you so. He's going to Grover Cleveland 2.0, this puppy. He is. Because people of, even people who didn't like Trump, if you're a Trump voter from 2020, less than 2% no. of you say you would vote for somebody else. Less than 2%. And if you're a Biden voter, 10 to 12% say, I should have listened to Donald Trump. Um, but I think we're getting to a point, which is worrying me, where people, there are going to be people, and it's this number's going to grow, who are just going to say, can this be fixed? You were just bringing up the banks before. Uh, this is going to get worse before it gets better. And I'm, you know, I'm a little concerned let, that some people let, throw let me, it in. Hang on, hang on. I want, I, I want to get to your point. Let me bring in Dow for a second because I want Dow's the math guy, and then I want to come back to you because if you hate the sound of Trump's name, I think a lot of people are going to sit there and go, "Hey, man, I didn't sign up for this. I don't like Trump, but I did not sign up for where this country's headed right now." And particularly when the financial system, the bottom blows out of it, you're not going to be able to put this back together. Ed Dowd. This was a called shot by you, brother, a couple of months ago on this show. And you actually said, hey, by the time we hit March, I think it's going to be game over. Uh, walk us through what you knew then, why you projected out. And, and you actually think now it's worse than you actually thought it was. Correct, sir? Uh, correct. So in November, I uh, came on your show. Uh, my team, Carlos Signori, the Ph.D. physicist, did a uh, report on the economy and the economy showed a deep, deep recession coming fast and furious in first and second quarter. So here we are. The other bad thing that happened in November of uh, 2022, M2, the money supply, year-over-year growth, went negative for the first time since 1930. Let me say that again, 1930. This is the fifth time it's happened, and the previous four times since 1868 have been associated with financial panics. So... M2 is just basically money, and money is credit. So credit's contracting, and here we are. And the Wall Street Journal, I guess, is uh, fomenting bank runs by reporting that 186 of them are in trouble. So here we are. And I don't know the speed of this. I don't know whether they're going to be able to slow this down or it's going to happen. Well, actually, what the, hold it, hold it. What the, what the Wall Street Journal just said, though, I want to make sure it was clear. They said, hey, it's not going to be a bank run because the, the, the Federal Reserve, they guaranteed – They've now given an implicit guarantee to all these banks. That's quite frankly the issue is that they, they've guaranteed these deposits. So where is that? That what that that is going to be the most expensive. We're ready, we're going to see the most expensive bailout in history. Is these banks are insolvent? The 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 Silicon Valley Bank balance. When you get in to see the numbers, it was insolvent last year. It's got Ed. It's got leverage of hundred and eighty five to one. A bank should have leverage of three or four, maybe five to one. In, in, in the investment banks, eight to one. Remember, in the financial meltdown in 2008, they were all over Bear Stearns and Lehman and Goldman Sachs. They had 20 to 25 to one leverage. The Silicon Valley Bank was basically a country club with a hedge fund attached to it. It wasn't a commercial bank, and they allowed that to happen. There's dozens of situations out there, and they say 186 banks are in that situation. How do you not have a financial meltdown when the guarantor is the American wage earner, sir? So what they're going to do is they're going to try to uh, put their finger in the dike and they're going to guarantee all the deposits, end up nationalizing the banks effectively, like you've been saying. 
and consolidate, the, and then there'll be suitors for these banks, probably the six systemically important banks. So we're going to consolidate the banks into six banks. And whether or not this was a plan or not, that's what's going to happen. And if you think that's going to stop what's coming, it won't. It'll probably delay it. But at, by, by the end of this, financial assets will be a lot lower. There will be a, a, a global sovereign debt default somewhere. We're watching Japan. We're worried about Japan. We're worried about what's going on in China. So this is going to spread around the globe. And quite frankly, this is beyond everyone's control, including the Fed and the U.S. Treasury. By the way, just to make sure that you, Ed Dowd is speaking the truth, uh, the, supposedly the best bankers in the world, the, the platinum, the premier guys are in Switzerland, you know that. As we speak right now, they're trying to jam their two biggest banks, Credit Suisse and UBS, Union Bank of Switzerland. They're trying to cram those together. The Swiss National Bank, which is their Federal Reserve, their central bank, is trying to cram those together over the weekend so they can open on Monday and have a quote-unquote national champion, essentially nationalize their banking system. That is going on in Switzerland as we speak, as the Federal Reserve with the discount window is opening up and making sure that I think it was $186 billion they shoveled into these insolvent banks. When banks said they need it for liquidity, that means they're insolvent, okay? And you saw in Silicon Valley Bank with the lies and misrepresentations of the financial position of the bank and the clown show they had as a board of directors. Ed, when you say it's going to get even worse, what do you mean with that? Uh, credit contraction, they've just printed too much. You have $300 trillion of debt. Rubini's right. There's no way this can be paid off. So you're going to start seeing sovereign debt crises. You're going to see, you're going to see a Japan or a real, a real big country just say, I can't pay for this anymore. Like, by the way, remember, the United States is in the same thing. This is this debt ceiling issue. Unless the Fed keeps printing money, unless we keep monetizing the debt, there's no way that we can pay this off. It's impossible. Ed Dowd. Yeah, so, you know, this the release valve for all this debt is going to be a currency issue and a, a, a global sovereign debt default. So currency wars are coming. There'll be debasing of currencies, which will lead to a kinetic war. I mean, this is, look, I don't want to be a doomsayer, but this is beyond everyone's control. We're at the end, and it's imploding on itself. It just, it just once money supply goes, uh, grows, think, over here goes negative, it's over. This is like the Great Depression. After the high of the 20s and World War I, in, in the late 20s, early 30s, it collapsed. They tried everything they could possibly try, and by 1937 to 38, even in the United States, they were out of the tools at the time, and it led into a, it led into a global uh, conflict. You think this is like the late 30s. This is the end of the, the world order that came up. The neoliberal, neocon world order is collapsing in front of us. You, you, you believe that? And it's just it's going to have to crash and we re, rebuild some system, uh, a new system uh, out of the ashes of the old? Yeah, it won't be reported. Uh, you won't see it on TV, but it's going to happen slowly over time. And uh, we're looking at the end of globalization. Obviously, peak globalization was a while ago, and now we're going to go to uh, decentralization. That's just the nature of how these things work. It, I mean, we're going to have to figure out a way to get together as a country and come out on top of this because there's going to be kinetic wars. I don't see any way around it. I don't want to, you know, and will there be war this year? I don't know. Next year, maybe. But it's coming unless we fix this problem. And we, we need to get some adults. Well, there's a, there's, there's a kinetic war right now in Ukraine that's a proxy. I mean, we're financing that. If we cut off the money, the war would end tomorrow. The, we're, we're fighting it we're going to fight the war in Ukraine against Russia and China now until every Ukrainian's dead, right? We'll, we'll fight until as many Ukrainians as they want to serve into the charnel house of Ukraine. And this is the great tragedy of it. Ed, your well, book kinetic, is a landmark book. That Yeah, go ahead. The kinetic war, obviously, in, in Ukraine is a kinetic war, but I'm talking about kinetic and that U.S. citizens start fighting. And that, that one, I don't want to see, but I don't see how we get around it at some point. Ed Dowd, uh, how do we get to the book that's a landmark book about the uh, about the death situation related to vaccines? And then how do people get to you, all your financial uh, analysis that you put up every day? Um, the book is Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Death in 21 and 22. Uh, our site with all the uh, financial stuff and the Humanity Project with all the vaccine damage, financetechnologies.com, spelled P-H instead of F. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Dowd Edward and on Getter at Edward Dowd. Uh, I'd love to come back on and talk about the absence rates and work time rates next week, Steve. We will, we will make, Ed, we got plenty of time for you. You're, you're, you're prescient in your calls because you, you are data-driven and analytically driven. So thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Always got time for Ed Dowd.
Thank you. Audience loves you, guy. Thanks, brother. Richard Barris, uh, before I get to Arizona, we got about six minutes. I got to get to Arizona. You're seeing the, I mean, as you're going out and talking to people, do they, do they understand that we have a, it's not a personality, we have a systems problem, right? And these institutions built upon the old system don't, hand, don't know how to handle this new crisis, and you never get the straight story. We're sitting here now two weeks into this burning crisis, and still, every day you're getting you're getting different analysis. You're getting different information, and the government kind of holds it back, and then it gets a leak, and it gets out there. Are you noticing that voters and citizens are just are kind of feel like they're overwhelmed now? Yeah, it it is overwhelming because I don't know that they have a grasp on how big it is yet. But there's a general feeling that things are just broken and completely off the rails. You know, I was uh, talking to this one. I think it was like 37 uh, young. Uh, black working man, and he's basically, you know, telling us that when there's war in Ukraine, uh, you know, there's balloons flying over your house, uh, they're claiming to shoot down aliens. Like when this stuff, when <laughs> when this stuff is all wrapped up into one, then tell me what's really wrong. You know, that's what he said. Uh, so he he just has, and he's not alone. He's he's exemplary of everybody else. He's got this general feeling that things are just completely spiraling out of control. There's nobody at the helm. You know, Ed just, Ed just said, we're the adults. That's, I, I think, the way a lot of people feel, that there's no adults here, Steve, to say, no cooler heads to say, all right, um, we really need to pump the brakes. Somebody's got to figure something out here before, you know, we hit the wall. Um, and it, again, I, I he said, I don't want to be a doomsdayer, but I think a lot of Americans are feeling that way. You know, it's not, it's just reality. Uh, there's almost be, no way to crawl out of this hole. Be, 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 before I go to the AZ thing, I want to make sure we monitor time here. You sat through the the MTG interview. The country's ahead of where the politicians are. It's ahead of where the imperial capital is, but particularly Definitely. on the Republican side, every one of those issues, and you and I talk about this every day, people are rock hard in their beliefs here. No more money for Ukraine. Shut the border. Send people back. No more money in the debt. I mean, people are dug in and saying, no, we got to stop this madness. Yet you see this namby-pamby with the Republican Party. Where, where are people's heads on that, do you think? The Republican Party leaders and the, and the people that are actually elected on these offices, do they get it yet? No, they don't. Uh, you know, actually, they're going in a complete, let's be real, they're going in the other direction, Steve. They they really thought that after 2022, um, you know, maybe they could get this party back. Right. Maybe it was disappointing enough for the Republican Party that they could get this party back and wrestle control back. They don't get it. They they don't understand that the system that they're working in, that they're always feeling um, boxed in, but that they're afraid of. Let's be real. Right. Re Republican leaders are afraid of the media. They're afraid of these institutions. They're corrupt and they're cowardice. I mean, that's what makes up a modern Republican leader. Uh, it's about I mean, you could bake one in the oven. I mean, they, they, what they're made out of is is really transparent. Uh, they they don't understand that people are still trying to look for people to fight for them that really get it. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I look, I saw, you know, Kevin McCarthy's favorability rating is going up a little bit without a doubt, Steve. Uh, but I don't expect that would last. But that's because but that's but that, but that but that's but that's because of the first week of of uh, of uh, of January. Look, we got talk about right. people funny. Kerry, I want you to give yourself. Philip Bump has already come out. The great Philip Bump over the Washington Post already come out and dumped all over Rasmussen for the poll. Give me, yeah, we got two minutes left. Give me two minutes on Philip Bump and the Washington Post already said, hey, we saw Rasmussen on Bannon. Rasmussen's off base. It didn't happen. What is, we want you to be the arbiter here. What is the arbitrator? What, what is the, what is the reality of the Rasmussen poll? Is Kerry Lake the real governor of Arizona, sir? Oh, one Philip Philip Bump is an idiot. He's been doing this to Rasmussen for years. Uh, the the core of his argument is that he didn't like how they waited for the 2022 exit polls. Uh, waiting is look, and people debate waiting and how it's supposed to be done, but nothing Rasmussen did is something that's out of the industry standard. They're just their different philosophies, and sometimes one side does a better job, sometimes the other side, which is me, does a better job. I I don't wait for primary exit polls, but a lot of other good pollsters do, and we all were just differently. Nothing they did is out of the norm. But I will say this, you know, I said this on the stand in a courtroom. I meant it then and I mean it now. What I saw in their poll is not surprising at all. Kerry Lake is the, is the elected governor of Arizona. And let me just bring this to you, Steve. When I did the exit poll in Arizona, 90 plus percent of people who voted by mail completed their questionnaire for the exit poll. 
only about 70% of election day voters did. They were instructed to complete that questionnaire at the time they voted. If you voted by mail, you hand it in, you put, you drop it off in the box, then you finish your questionnaire. If you go to the polling station in person on election day, you finish the questionnaire. There was, this has never happened to me before. Something prevented them from voting and they didn't do their questionnaire. Yeah. This doesn't happen. Uh, 35 minutes more of voting and Hobbs's margin yeah. would have been gone. They okay. did this. She was. Uh, uh, Barris, give me your, people got to know where to get you on social, uh, social media. Carrie Lake's governor, no doubt. Where do people get to you, Barris? Best place, Steve, is on Locals, peoplespundit.locals.com. But I'm on Getter, at peoplespundit, on Twitter, at peoples underscore pundit. But Locals, peoplespundit.locals.com. I want everybody to pile into Barris. He's a good man. He's a smart man. Kerry Lake is the governor of Arizona. Okay, 10 a.m. tomorrow. You're not going to miss it. We're going to go through the economy, capital markets, the coming kinetic war on a global basis. All tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. in the world. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.